Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome to Remap Radio's first and entirely accidental Review Diary podcast. Uh, so to set a little stage for this, Patrick and I had the idea when we got code for Starfield that since we're going to be playing a bunch of it and our opinions would probably change quite a bit and memory of some things would become fuzzy as we got further into the game, we would have a couple conversations about our experiences with the early hours and early stages of the game. And our intention was that would just go on the end of the regular remap radio episode uh, that's coming up this week. Perhaps unsurprisingly to you, we went long, very long. And then our regular remap radio recording went long. And so we were staring down the barrel of Five hours of remap radio content, half of which would be Patrick and I having conversations about Starfield that are kind of out of the context of the normal show. So what we decided to do, both for wieldiness of production and also just to have the different pieces of content live in places that are that are sensible, is you are going to just get Patrick's and my early conversations about the game uh, here in this podcast, we had two separate conversations a couple days apart, one just covering very early impressions uh, from the opening couple hours of the game, and then one where we were considerably further along, I estimate, you know, 12, 15 hours, and we had both kind of gone in different directions with how we were approaching the game. Uh, Patrick was staying a bit more critical path, and I had gotten a little bit lost in crafting and encumbrance and all of that stuff. Uh, and crucially, neither of us had hit some of the big reveals that we can't even talk about uh, on embargo date. So we will address that at a, on, on another show, probably not this week's show, but uh, another another conversation that Patrick and I will have. They'll probably go up next week. So what you're going to hear next is me doing an intro to what I thought was just going to be kind of an annex to the regular podcast uh, and now is sort of a standalone episode. Uh, first, early hours of Starfield and then impressions a little further along and a little more consideration and engagement with the game's major systems. Hope you enjoy. Uh, I hesitate to say this is a you know, format that we're, we're trialing because we kind of backed into this. Uh, but do let us know if you enjoy the conversation and if you enjoy this, this format and framework.
Hey, Remap Radio listeners. Rob here with Patrick. <laughs> We're dropping a little uh, audio log of our own. Okay, that sounds a little weird. Welcome we are to reco- the Starfield Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Starfield Diaries. Topic one, the physiognomy of the main menu. Say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck Sorry. up. Sorry. We are, we are I recording. I can't believe that Gamergate goober is all of a sudden in my life again. This is why you can't check things on the weekend. This is why you don't use weekend X Twitter, whatever. You just got to stay off. Things get weird. And then characters from 2014 become main characters again. But people don't know they're a main character. Anyway. Yeah. So we are, we are recording this uh, about little over a week before the embargo lifts on Starfield, but Patrick and I are having a lot of like text conversations about this game <laughs> as we play it, and we're going to forget tons of just these yeah. early experiences by the time we record. And so we just figured it'd be a good moment uh, right now as we both sort of gotten through some of the intro stuff to just stop, talk about the first impressions the game makes and some of the things that we've been a bit stymied with uh, to begin with. So Patrick, uh, Starfield. <laughs> So we just start with what prompted us to want to do this at all, which was like I so I've played eight or nine hours of this game, like a, a decent chunk. Um, and in the, the the trailers for this, like the footage, like frequently in combat, they're showing, hey, you're going to have extra maneuverability because you've got a jetpack. Like that makes sense. It's space, like more than like just gravity, but a jetpack and. In this game, early on, you know, you meet this group, the Constellation Constellation group. And, like, one of the big moments is, like, they go, and we're going to give you a jetpack. Like, they, it's, like, part of, like, a starter kit that this group gives you. And not only that, um, when uh, you, well, I should rewind. So, you get the, I put this on, I'm like, yes, like, got a jetpack, this is going to be fun. And I'm like, how do I use this jetpack? There's no tutorial prompt. There's no sort of like text on screen. I'm like, oh, well, I'm on New Atlantis, which is kind of like this Earth-like uh, hub area. And like, maybe you just can't use it here in the city. Like, it's just not, I got to wait till I'm back out in space. And I'm spending a lot of time. That was my in, assumption. Yes. That'd be for rock hopping. Um, and, and I'm spending a lot of time in New Atlantis. So we can get to that. Um, um, but then something Something very curious happened, Rob, and this is this is where my alarm bell started going off about like what's going on in this game. Um, there's a lot of times in New Atlantis and in, in this major hub area where you need to get to the transport. You got to like get on a little subway equivalent and move to different districts. And it's frequently easy rather than me to go down this ramp. I just like jump down this like area to like it, it, and it's a bit of a leap. And the, your companion. Uh, this this lady from the constellation group, kind of one of its leaders, will comment on like, "What are you like? What are you doing, you jackass? Like, stop!" And once she said, "That's what we gave you a jetpack for," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why wait, are you?" Wait, the game commented on the fact that you were using the weird pedestrian entrance. Well, because I was jump, I was like jumping an enormous amount where I was causing myself oh, fall damage. And the game's okay. like gently trying to say, "That's." Hey, hey, dumbass, that's why you have a jetpack, like, so you can m- minimize that. And I'm, there's no guides to look at. I haven't looked, I, granted, I have not looked at whatever Microsoft's official Starfield guide. Maybe there's something attached that, that, that explain this, but it's, I, I shouldn't need that, right? I should be able to get this through the game. And then I finally kind of like just completely tired of like not understanding what's going on. Uh, oh, and also I Google on the internet because people have examined existing footage. To par- start pre-writing guides to how the game works, so they can they can game the SEO on Starfield because it's going to be such an enormous game. And someone had written out like, "Oh yeah, 
you have a boost meter on top of your health. And I'm like, no, I don't. I see no such boost meter on top. I'm like, maybe this is a glitch. Maybe something's wrong with my save. So I finally message Rob. I'm like, hey, I'm admitting defeat. How do I do this very basic mechanic? And I think your your response to me uh, was, um, <laughs> I know someone gave me the jetpack. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> and I then messaged you sometime, like maybe uh, you know, like half an hour later, a photo of a skill tree in a game that has an enormous skill tree called Boost Track Boost Pack Training Rank One. You can now utilize the boost packs. And I'll tell you, Rob, you get that perk and you and you jump. And I think you hit Y or something like that. And you can zip, 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 zip all around with that boost pack that the Constellation Group gave you. That's fantastic. That's so much better. Just being able to access the subway station below the mast building uh, in New Atlantis without having to go through the like 200 yard pedestrian entrance it's like <laughs> it's like if every time you wanted to fast travel or something you had to walk through all of millennium park or do a lap around yerba buena gardens uh that's kind <laughs> of the the vibe of of that place now just being able to sort of vault the vault the railing and uh go jetpack turnstile jumping is great the the fast i mean th- maybe this is a place to start despite your uh uh your 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 what yes mina i like yes it was a that person is a bad person that made that was talking about the menu but the interface in this game is maybe like a place to start because i don't know that it's bad but i am having trouble navigating it i'm wondering how you are feeling about just getting about from the fast travel to the space travel like h- how are you dealing with just Eat, like getting because it has a lot of menus. Hate it. You the, hate okay, it. Okay, so the interface is not good. Uh, I and it's like there are moments where it's no. I was gonna say there's moments where it's kind of attractive, <laughs> but not really. And even those moments, like it's it, it, it's trying to be, I think, a bit clean looking and also mm-hmm. big for like playing it on TV. Things have to be big. They have to stand out. Uh, so obviously you got like fewer interface items but they're bigger and and more legible from like sitting across a room great uh, you know understandable but at every turn i do feel like i'm fighting with the interface uh the worst one is the star map i feel like just being able to navigate the star map is way harder than it should be given that it's a map it doesn't behave the way you're used to maps behaving Mm -hmm. um like a lot of times it's like the camera's almost leashed in my, like for me where it's like I need to I want to go look over at this thing and it's like I would I'm not going to let you scroll any further to look over at that thing and I'm like I'm just trying to plot a star map course and so frequently I end up like navigate navigating by going to quest logs and activating uh, mm-hmm. you know the the place I'm going to and just say like plot a course because trying to just plot a course in their star map is annoying um, that extends to like little bits of like just an annoying fuss with doing basic inventory management, the buckets, the inventory sorted into, you know, you have your basic armor slots, head, chest, etc. But there's no place you can easily get like a holistic look of like, what is, what is my build? What does all this do? How does all this play to like fit together? It's, it's hard to see that at a glance and going into it's, it's the classic problem of, 
like sort like going through one category of equipment means going into that vertical menu and like you know scrolling down your list of options picking from a bunch of options without you know without the necessary context and then going back out and you know taking a look at your whole character again finding a different menu category go back in it's all just it's a lot of like it's a lot of little clicks and a lot of little work for a game that is very proactive about giving you stuff and so like i i think there are a lot of moments where the interface isn't it isn't like unusable but it doesn't feel like it's uh reducing the friction meaningfully uh, on any on any interaction frequently it, it feels like it's kind of increasing the load yeah i i i agree and there's even just like that extends out to small things that kind of like bug me up front where so when you're on like a planet surface uh gotta have your spacesuit on and then so there's you have some level of like fashion when you switch like, so so, uh, you know, you, you, and you have to have, or else you're gonna, you know, you're gonna die. There's poison atmosphere. There's radiation. Like you, you can't breathe it. Um, and so, yeah, obviously you've got your suit on. And then when you go to a, a planet surface where you don't, uh, need that or they've like, they've terraformed it so that you, you can just, you know, breathe normally and you can express yourself like more on more on a fashion level. Like this is why I'm getting all the different baseball caps and, and, and different suits so I can, it's not an armor thing. It's just so I can look cool when I'm running around getting, getting quests or doing dialogue based interactions. Um, you have to take that stuff on and off like m- manually. Whereas like your companion, <laughs> the game knows like got to put, the, like we're not going to, we're not going to make you fuss with putting their suit on and off. <laughs> it's like, why can't you just do that for me? Why game? Why can't you just know when I get on a planet surface where I don't need to wear the suit, take the suit off and instead and it doesn't maybe i'm wrong uh because again the interface is a little fussy I, I i thought maybe i could assign it to a favorite which is basically like the kind of like the equivalent of a radial menu where um this is how you're assigning different weapons that you can switch between in combat and if you're using a controller you're accessing that through up down left right on the d-pad and so you can also assign like uh you know different uh, healing items and different weapons and i thought that oh maybe that's how i do this suit on and off is like I set that as an option on like a as a favorite and I can switch. But as far as I can tell, that's not actually true. You have to actually go into the menu and take it off. Right. That, is, that is, has is been that my been, experience. That has been okay. my experience. That seems like something a modder is going to like. It's one of this. It's it's interesting because and, and maybe this is a a, a, a good uh, stopping point to get off kind of like this fiddly stuff, because I do think this game I, I don't think this game is explicitly saying Hey, we're going to keep some things really fussy because we expect modders to fix it. But this is a game that I do expect modders to do a lot of like this type. If you find that this, this, if this is a real friction, someone's going to go in and address that and you'll be able to download a mod and, and address it. Um, I don't know how mods are working on the Xbox, but on the PC, you should be, be okay. And they even like, uh, apparently seeded a review code for this game to the person who promised they were going to add DLSS support to the game, what? which was the, which was, what? yeah, I, I saw, I, I believe I saw this on Reddit where uh, Bethesda has a partnership with AMD. And so uh, frequently with AMD partnerships, they will not include uh, native DLSS support because that's part of the partnership. It's like, don't include NVIDIA's like superior product that more, more people use, but they get, so apparently get, no one knows this for sure, but it sure seems like the reason they gave that to that guy was so that there could be a DLSS mod like at launch so oh that people God. can take adva- advantage of it. Oh my God. Uh, which is very funny, but 
I do feel like we're, you know, like obviously we're starting off with a lot of fussy stuff. And part of the reason well, yeah, we're doing these diaries. I just want to talk about yeah. one last thing. About Please the send me with a fussy switch. moment. So when you're in space and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy was like this guy I killed wearing a good space suit. Yeah. Have you had the moment where you're like, let me try on a different space suit and see what it does. And you get the brief alarm bell because you <laughs> yeah, breached your suit. Yeah. And so it's like, are you crazy? You're taking your space helmet off in space. <laughs> And it's like, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, you know, that does kind of make sense. You can't just be, like, changing spacesuits out. But you can because, like, you, it's instant swap. But the fact that every time you change clothes, like, it's environmentally sensitive. So it's like, oh, my God, you're suffocating. Quick, do something. Well, it's, and it's not as though you're watching a, a visual animation, right? Where it'd be one thing if it was like, hey, you're seeing the character take the clothes off. And thus, this is why it would trigger. And you'd have a companion yelling at you. It's really just the game like tripping a switch in a weird, like it's, it's, it's uh conflating taking your clothes off to not wear them with changing clothes, which is like totally different things, yep. especially in a game where you're getting enough stuff that you, you, you know, you're going to be changing something at least once per mission. Um, Like you're, you're, especially if you're, you know, going to be scavenging a lot, but um. So you, the, yeah, the main, the game uh, opens in New Atlantis. I spent a lot of time there. Like you fire your guns quite a bit in the first like half an hour of this game and then arrive at a hub where you, I didn't fire a gun for another five, six hours and like just did quests around that area. Did you stick around? Like where, how, how did you chart your course? Cause you really can't just leave. Like this is like I Fallout. I did leave, like, but not you really. Can't it's just not leave. a good idea okay. because okay. everything around you. All the systems around you are a bunch of them are like, you kind of want to be level 10 if you're right. out here. Okay. So it's it, which which kind of points to, I think, a bit of an issue with this, which is that it's it's trying to be very open and like, hey, do whatever you want. Like, it's it's your story. But also, we have a pretty long runway here built out that we would really like you to go rolling down. So you can leave right now. But like, what are you going to go do? And the answer is if you go like. I ended up going back to New Atlantis, uh, you know, pretty, pretty fast because it was like I was going out to like random planets and like I would look at the monsters, the enemies I would encounter there. And I'm like, I can't. This is this is not yeah. something <laughs> my I little really... pea shooter is not going to do anything against. Yeah, them. this is just this is just not going to work out for me. So I guess I can just like mine minerals and such. But at that point, like, are you kind of are you kind of just playing no man's sky with a slightly <laughs> less charming significantly frequently less significantly less charming art style mm-hmm. yeah you you kind of are so i ended up hightailing it back to new atlanta so i complete the rest of the you know basically xp fodder quests that are that are there and also the the world building they do and some of the tutorialization that's there uh do a little more with the constellation stuff but yeah it's like from the jump they're like once you get to New Atlantis, they're you know they're very clear. Well, you can stick around here and do the constellation stuff, or you know if you need time, you can go off and have your own adventures. Uh, not really. Like, well, the, and the it's also go go where right. So it's different about uh, Starfield compared to Fallout or uh, pretty much anything else Bethesda has made. Is the the map structure is different, right? It is not as though you know Fallout. You come out of the vault and Boom, you open the map, you could walk anywhere. You can see structures in the distance. You can get a sense of, okay, I probably shouldn't go over there, but I could. I could go poke, I could make a save, and I could fuss around and see if I can use some uh, rad items, and I could get around that and see what, maybe there's a character over there. With here, it's like, you have this giant star map, but I guess you could, like, close your eyes and, like, 
pick one, but it's the problem I'm having in terms of the the universe or you know the the settled systems are your oyster. Like go forth and and adventures. Like, but where? Like, what are the like? What's the marker that's making me pick a spot to go to? And what I assume is that. I think what you're, you know, what you're encountering and what I eventually have fallen back on is like now that last night I sort of made my way. I did like kind of everything I could in New Atlantis. Basically, I, I think I literally does all the quests that I kind of came across. Did you get to the bottom of those trees? I did, I've done I've done several of the tree quests. I've gotten oh I went and dealed with one of the, his uh, his prick friends. Um, and um, uh, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of that stuff to kind of level you up like four or five times so that you can have a couple of skills like such as the ability to. Use your boost booster on your jetpack. Um, and there was this cool moment um, where I'm approaching the space station. And it's a space station that orbits uh, Earth's moon. And in the Starfield universe, uh, this gives away a little bit of the premise that, like, hasn't really, I think, been talked about. So, you know, if you're going in blind on that, like, sorry, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the backstory here. Like... Like Earth, like eventually, like it's not, it's not that we uh, stripped it of its resources and it became uninhabitable. Like it's some sort of mag- magnetized event that was going to destabilize the planet, which is what uh, gets everyone to kind of work together and and leave the leave Earth behind and and start what is now called the the settled systems. Um, and oh, you believe that story? Well, no, I presume a lot of what's going on here. Like Rob, they make you watch walk through a propaganda like yep. area that is like with a voiceover that is like, "All right, I don't believe any of what I'm being told here." Like it's a very heavy-handed like government. Would you like the government line for ten minutes? I think it's pretty funny, and I hope it, I hope it pays off. Um, but um, you, it's 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 or, this this uh, like space station is orbiting right outside the moon, and if you target the moon. Your, the character that the Sarah the, uh, from the Constellation group this with, she's like, huh. Uh, I think I, I don't know what I said. It was a dialogue tree that I had before I got to the space station. And she had mentioned that the, the, the original Earth moon was there. And you can pick something that was like, um, man, it'd be really fun to go down there and, you know, like jump around like the pictures. And she's like, well, well, I guess I couldn't stop you. That does sound kind of fun. And I don't know how those would play out over the course of a giant game, but there was something incredibly fucking cool about. The moon was there. She made that line. And then I hit like X and then I just landed on the moon and I'm jumping around. Now, what I found there was like <laughs> go hunt some pirates. So I didn't like necessarily find like a, a thoroughly interesting that quest. Is frequently, yes. Well, and that and that is what I'm waiting to discover. Because often in the Fallout games or Skyrim, it's like get to a town. You will find obvious like run around the town, get a bunch of quests then figure out what quest you want to go do. And that's kind of like one of the loops of the game. And I haven't, and there are always tiers, right? There's, there's like main quest, good authored, interesting story content quests, and then XP farming, right? And this game clearly has that as well. But what I'm struggling to find at least early on is where do I go to get those good quests that are not like on the main path? And cause they're not, highlighted on the map they're not like frequently it's weird you're i'm like basically just like going into shops walking up to characters and random npcs that you can't interact with beyond just prompting a line citizen or something else there's a generic term and then if you if you highlight over a character that you can talk to they have a name and then maybe they'll have a quest and that's 
I'm having trouble getting on the very familiar loop that I'm used to with these games is who am I supposed to talk to? And maybe part of this is that it's, as you suggested, like, hey, buddy, just go get back on the main storyline track for a couple of hours and this stuff will become more apparent. I don't know, because it's not apparent to me by just putzing around so far. There, see, and that that kind of highlights one of the things that um, I'm really I'm both I'm, I'm really oddly enough, I'm enjoying the game a lot. Me too. I have no idea where I'm going to come down with it. Uh, Me too. Because, like, in some ways, this shit is exactly what I was afraid of. Like, there's parts of this where that first half of the presentation where I was like, but why? Why go to the, like, why go to a different rock and be like, I'm going to mine this one now. Right. And I'm going to, like, raid this generic, uh, pot, like, maybe even proc gen, like, pirate <laughs> base, you know, where it's right. like, that shit wasn't good when you were rolling up the the Mako on on pirate bases in in Mass Effect. Why is it why is it better now with slightly more, uh, you know, slightly more tuned uh, shooting and such than than in the original the original Mass Effect? Like, there's there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like this is kind of a a, a big, expansive, empty, uh, you know content desert in, in in some ways where it's like you you know you can go you can go do basic quests you can, you can interact with with pirates and you can go harvest but like the the context for it the meaning is kind of lacking and without that context a lot of these tasks tasks are kind of rote and boring that's like the part of me that's like i'm not sure i'm going to end up liking this game i'm not sure this is not i'm not sure this is more than the game i feared it was going to be you know very much very much something not for me but there are moments where like it all works much much better than i expected it would like it's a cool looking game it feels cool like yeah a thing that really i was surprised i was surprised how much it hit me every time a, a, a ship took off from new atlantis when you first get there and you're walking away from your ship you're starting to go through the city and then you hear like the roar of rocket engines and you like look up to the sound. You see another ship like taking off and burning for burning for orbit. And every time that happens, I sort of stop and I look up because I'm like, God damn, that looks incredible. It sounds incredible. And a lot of the world feels that way where it's like there is this sense of, um, you know, for, for as streamlined as it is about like, go here, do anything. It's kind of frictionless exploration. The the sense of like you being in this like what if the nasa space program never ended and actually went interstellar type thing that mm -hmm. vibe that goes really far uh the 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 style of you know new atlantis and the you know modernist uh space age chic that they're going for is really cool there's a lot of cool like architecture and places to go i kind of dig yes it's very heavy-handed fallout adjacent stuff where you know the united united colonies are very propagandistic and are up to beneath their very wholesome facade you know you learn in the game's opening that they also do a bunch of wildly unethical mad scientist shit they they, they do a bunch of this. they're gonna get their vaults you're gonna you're gonna get your vault equivalents here somewhere and rob they got to give us back the mechs. This is a world where they banned mechs. They're gone. Like they're considered like like Metal Gear. Like like they, like they were too powerful. No more mechs. I must have one. 
I have to assume there will be, it's like, you built this big ship UI, you know, that works fine enough. I haven't done enough of the ship combat to, like, really have settled opinions on it one way or, or the other. Although I do think, like, the energy interface or, like, how you manipulate that stuff is, is, an, is, is a is Surprisingly involved. Way. Yeah. It's surprisingly involved. And also you can be, it kind of leaves it at default, like, sort of defaultish settings where it's like, if you just want to spin around and shoot things, you can. But it's actually pretty elegant where you're using... Uh, at least on a controller, you're just using the D-pad to move between, like, putting power, uh, like, uh, points associated to engine, lasers, like, grav. What does the grav one do? What it do? What does grav? Grav is one of the options you can put. No, 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 into. no, no. That's just for your your jumping from system to system. Because okay. I okay. I remember once uh, I learned what that did when it wouldn't let me jump, and it was like <laughs> you don't have any power going to that system. Okay. So no, that's okay. just for uh, okay. jumping. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure what that did in in, in combat, but I anyway. It's it, it's all to say I I presume like they designed these fancy mechs. They're telling me they took them away, but you built all this UI for piloting vehicles. You're gonna give me a mech at some point, I assume. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's. There's there's lots of it. There's there's lots of bits of world building that are at least interesting enough uh, to sort of get me curious about spending a little more time in there. I'm surprised how much, even though New Atlantis is so very much a world building opening quest line area, I did kind of enjoy all that weird all that weird stuff. Quick side thing: Did you pick the trait where you have parents? No, I went with. Oh, I forget which character I went with. Wait, there's a one. There's one where you have parents. You have parents. It's just, it's a very weird. thing. It sounded so weird. I was like, I gotta do this because <laughs> it was like your parents are alive and they have an apartment you can go visit them in. What, what? In, on New Atlantis? Yes. And so I was like, fine. I am going to go visit my parents on New Atlantis. And. It is the most bizarre, it, like, it is deeply bizarre, because you, you show up, they're, they're basically, you know, they're NPCs, and they're like, oh, we weren't expecting you. Oh, it's so good to see you, though. Oh, you know your mother. We didn't have, she's going to be so embarrassed she didn't have food ready for you, but obviously, you know, we thought you were out mining with that comp- with Argos or whatever. And so, you have a couple minutes, and they're like, what? What? Our child was recruited by Constellation? That's <laughs> that's incredible. And you'd be like, really? I never heard of Constellation. Oh, yeah. You know, nobody talks about them anymore. But they were a very big deal once upon a time. But then they start, like, you hang out in their apartment. And within about two minutes, their conversation started misfiring. Like, they were, it's your, it's your mom and dad. Uh-huh. And they have some exchanges where it's like, so how are you prepared for that meeting next week? No, I'm not really. You, you, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they started having conversations where the wrong audio, like there are two different <laughs> conversations playing. <laughs> and it was time. The sync was right. They were pausing and like waiting for the other to speak. But the wrong dialogue was coming out. So they were having two <laughs> completely separate conversations. But it was like. It was it, it was in the it was in the framework of a working conversation, and then so you're like okay I think I've got enough of this parent thing I don't know if this is a this is an amazing <laughs> trait yeah. but I'm 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 gonna bounce now maybe there's a reason they made it a trait not uh, you know intrinsic to the character bye mom and dad so go back to constellation they're there I mean I did not I did not pause I did not detour I walked straight to constellation to like do more constellation stuff I walk in the door. Uh, your parents are here and we 
sort of felt like maybe we should just like let them have a look around, but they should not stay so long. <laughs> and then they're just like making dad jokes about like what? Uh, the Constellation headquarters and like just hanging out. This is out. good. This is good. It was so bizarre. It was <laughs> it was such a like. They create this whole little thing, and it goes from first, like, oh, yeah, your character has a little context. Like, here's mom and dad, like, hanging on this planet, to we have given you these two terrifying little <laughs> AI, like, homunculi that follow you around and reappear in places you do not want them. Oh, that's, that's, well, look, if they're going to make it a trait, you would want it to be a little bit Weird. odd, or yep. else what's, what's the point of uh, making that specific to, to a character? Um, that's funny. Yeah, I, you know, I think we're, I mean, there's a good place for us to leave off and we can check back in after we played some more. But um, I, you know, I fall three and four would like sort of convinced me that I could like open world games. Uh, I was like the kind of person that enjoyed more like directed, like go from here to here, narrative stuff. And I consumed everything that was in three and New Vegas and Skyrim. Um, and like I played like one of the rare games I played hundreds of hours of and did pretty much everything that was available to me. And then Fallout 4, the like the spell was kind of broken for me where I didn't I wasn't finding enough quests that I found interesting. I didn't find the main quest in that. Not that the main quest needs to be like excellent, but I'm often using the main quest as a reason to like hop around the map to find the more interesting stuff that I want to do on the side, which I think is a pretty normal way to to play these games. And I got like 40 hours into Fallout 4. I was like, well, I, lo- I love these games. So like, I'll, fi- I'll find it eventually. And I just didn't. And eventually just turned the game off and never returned to it. And when I'm where I'm at in Starfield right now is the same arc that I was in with 4, which is like, there are just certain things about these styles of games that I just love. And I understand why they don't really change very much. It's like, they're going to make a game in the framework of what they've made before. And a lot of people like that. And it's hard for me to tell with Fallout 4, did this, was it just, I it, I literally ran out of runway. Like I spent my hundreds of hours in this and then it's fine that it's not for me anymore. Or did something change where I think the storytelling got materially worse or and I was not able to find the interesting stuff that was hooking me here. So I was like, I could probably get 20, 30 hours out of Starfield where it's just, the basic stuff and I'm going to be having a good time. And then the question for me is like, when it becomes a moment where is this a game that I'm playing for 80 hours, I'm going to need to have found that stuff by then. And so I'm okay with the basics, the basic persuade quests where I'm just like adding up numbers to like convince a guy to help a dude who wants to maybe excavate a tree. That's fine. It's not that interesting, but it's fine. And it's, it's, it's teaching you the ropes of how the mechanics works. But eventually, I'm going to need the game to give me the, the two-hour side quest that gets super weird. And like, it's like, what is even, how is this even hidden away in this game? And I, I'm hoping that stuff's going to arrive, but I, I haven't found it yet. And I'm hoping by the time we talk next, I'll, well, I hope I found it. But I'm, I'm also worried that maybe, maybe I won't. Uh, that's a good place to leave off, as it's pretty close to where I'm at as well. So we will, uh, probably when you're hearing this, like right after this, there'll be like a little jingle and then there'll be another conversation. But for now, uh, Patrick and I are going to uh, put this conversation on the shelf. Hey, we have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Can, can you, is there any chance you can recruit? Cause you can recruit so many people. I haven't done any of the recruiting stuff. Like I haven't had enough money to play with to really do that stuff yet. There are like NPC level recruits. And then there are just, I'm a pilot specialist. Can you, 
can your parents like come oh on your God. ship? Can you get them on? I need you to investigate this. I need you to see, like, I want to know, like, how good would it be if it turns out your dad is like a rocket specialist and he's like on the side guns of your, of your ship while you're going around discovering whatever alien nonsense is at the heart of the, the story here that I'm sure is part of a, you know, like United Colonies cover up. <laughs> That is, you know, they did both retire. Maybe I could, maybe I could recruit them. One last we'll mission, say. one last yeah. ride. <laughs> oh, they're, they're retired, by the way, over the course of a single conversation at their apartment. <laughs> like, it began with, oh, work's going great. You know, teaching is, uh, te- you know, teaching is whatever. And then it was quickly, well, your dad announced he's, re- he's retired. Your mom clearly <laughs> is complaining about her job. And then literally 30 seconds later, your dad's like, you know, your mom retired. And I'm like, great, just now. Okay, well, she was saying she didn't like it, so sure. (sighs) All right, we'll check back in soon. One of the most normal morning routines is a bowl, some milk, some cereal. What changes as you get older is you might want to modify what you're putting into that bowl with the milk. If you suddenly want to cut back on sugar or you want to add more protein, you're thinking about fitness goals, but you don't want to give up the deliciousness of what you're putting in that bowl, you might want to think about Magic Spoon. Uh, Because with Magic Spoon, you get all those flavors you love, high protein, less sugar, and as someone with kids, the idea that I can show them that these cereals can have all of these things and you can think about what's in your body every morning seems really good. Magic Spoon comes in a variety pack of four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs. Only 140 calories a serving, it's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. And look, you put peanut butter in anything, I'm there, which is why that's my favorite one and I'm hiding it from my children. You can go to magicspoon.com remap to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code remap at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash remap and use the code REMAP to save $5 off. Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Hey, REMAP Radio listeners. Rob here. You know, the time was I'd come up with a meal plan for the entire week, and then I'd trawl through the grocery stores making sure I had everything I needed right on budget to make those home-cooked meals. Unfortunately, times have changed, and speaking of time, I don't have quite as much of it as I used to. You know, there's a podcast empire to be overseen. But I can't just order fast food and pizza delivery every night. My budget, and unfortunately, my increasingly delicate stomach won't allow it. Fortunately, for folks in the same boat as me, there's Factor. Factor gives you 35 options each week to make meal planning easy. And not just for dinner. They have breakfast foods and snacks covered as well. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. But it's just as convenient delivering the food you need right to your door. And now, if you head to factormeals.com remap50 and use code remap50 to get 50% off, 
That's right. That's code REMAP50 at factormeals.com slash REMAP50 to get 50% off. And now you can head to factormeals.com slash REMAP50 and use code REMAP50 to get 50% off. That's code REMAP50 at factormeals.com slash REMAP50 to get 50% off. Rob, do we even do an intro for the second one of these? I was just—I I was just actually thinking about that. I was starting to work towards something, but I'm not actually sure. I have a—I qu- uh, have a question. I have a question. This is our yeah. second entry in our Starfield Dyers, whatever you want to call them. Um, you had you—you—you you, you posed a question to me when we got our our codes in for this game, and I told you that hey, you can redeem this just on like the Xbox storefront. You can play it on PC or Xbox. And then your thought was like, hey, should one of us play it on one platform or the other? Get a sense of it and 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 discuss that. And I was like, ah. Leave that to Digital Foundry. Um, but what ended up happening, and I'm curious where you landed on this, because um, you did discover that the, the, the saves like sync seamlessly. Which was critical. Platforms. Um, I moved my Xbox, like I move whatever is the primary machine that I'm playing for like the next couple of weeks up into my family room. And then that becomes, yeah. that's where I play it most of the time. And I did download Starfield on this PC, but I've, I have not touched the PC version. I have played 100% on Xbox. And now I noticed this when I was playing it yesterday. I have fully acclimated to not noticing it's 30 frames a second, which once you get into a solid 30, like you can just sort of not notice. Like I would notice if it was faster and I can notice it sometimes when it's slower, but it's not bothering me and I'm playing the game. And at this point, I don't even know if I want to play the PC version because I think it would fuck me up <laughs> to see the game running at, at 2x speed, knowing that I'd be going back to my primary console being the Xbox. And so what what has been your, like, I don't know, workflow on playing Starfield? So it's been, honestly, in a lot of ways, kind of a showpiece for how good PC and uh, Xbox integration can be. Like, what I've been doing is I'm bouncing between my office and I play a little bit up there and I get tired of the seating up there and then I go down mm-hmm. to the couch and the big screen and surround sound and play on the Xbox and it is pretty seamless. The the big the where there have been hiccups is that if I'm playing on PC, if I don't leave that PC up for a few minutes after the session is over, it's not going to save sync successfully. Can you uh, see? I don't in, in because in you know obviously people are probably familiar with like the Steam UI and like you can see the sync like occurring and then hey you get a thumbs up. You're good to go. You That's can... not what I can see on my <laughs> okay. end. Uh, the the star the Starfield like main menu isn't doesn't seem to be giving any indication as to where the sync uh, status is. Maybe if I pulled up like the Xbox app and we're just, That's like, what I was wondering because things in there. Yeah, because Steam doesn't do it in a, on a game per game basis. It's actually in the the interface of the the software. But it's really software. annoying when when you when you've just been like when you sort of thoughtlessly are like that was a good session. I'm done. I'm gonna turn the computer off or put it to sleep. You get onto the Xbox, the Xbox connects to Starfield, and immediately it says, well, the other Xbox didn't finish syncing. In this case, it because it's the Xbox mm. ecosystem, the PC right. is considered another Xbox. So it's like, do you want to just sync with the, do you just want to use the data that's on this machine, sync that, and go from there? But then <laughs> no. you'll lose, you <laughs> yeah. will lose the other stuff. 
it's not like it'll go into a ca- like it'll just cancel right. that sync from the it other doesn't, machine. It's not like a save slot situation, like or it's a different save uh, set of save states. You're just replacing whatever right. happened last so I just time on that machine. You know, when that happens, you got to go back upstairs to the PC, turn it back on. Like you know, so the Steam the Steam Cloud Sync is like every once in a great while it fails, and I have to tap it to you know. It's ma- happening make it more often it. than you used than I. I think like mm. I have noticed this more. Okay. Uh, since I like in the past few weeks, I've noticed a lot more now, uh, months really, that I'll have more games popping up saying, uh, actually, the sync didn't finish. Hang on, let me just try the sync again real quick. Sometimes the game will launch and run to that same issue of, hey, there's there, there's files being referred to we can't find. So Starfield's no no big exception here. This is pretty. This is becoming pretty normal on steam as well but the the way it's handled is a little less elegant here but that's 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 sort of a, a rare case it's not Quibble, it's not yeah. a constant feature of the game and then the thing that is really nice is i am bouncing between the two machines and it is utterly seamless like i'm, I'm picking up from basically right where i left off uh and that's you know it's really nice being able to play in two different environments two different setups uh just sort of change up the ergonomics especially for a game this big this long where it's you're you know you're having long ass sessions however well, I, can, I can i can imagine times where there are certain quest lines or maybe like combat focus where maybe you want the keyboard and mouse and then it's like hey what is di- uh, is dialogue I hate the keyboard time? and mouse oh really you don't like it okay i have come hard against keyboard and mouse so it is awful to play the space shooter uh, stuff with that. Mm. Um, it's like maybe it would be a it might be an Everspace 2 situation where like if you just decide like, no, I love <laughs> steering the ship with the mouse. This is great. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll get over it. It doesn't feel totally great to me. But the main thing is just um, being able to change your speed walking around just by like pressing the thumbstick like, you know, to the stop versus like, you know, it feels very natural way. It does, and by comparison, on the PC, it feels lurching. Like, you're always either running or, like, jerking to a halt, but it's very hard to feel like you you're ex- moving at you, a natural uh, pace in the world. Impact acceleration on the, the is it on a, on the keyboard? Are you doing, like, a mouse wheel? Like, what is actually changing? Like, the equivalent is, like, the, the thumbsticks on the Xbox. How are you actually adjusting speed when you're on the PC? Well, when you're walking, you can't. Like, I... No, like I mean in space. Like, I mean in space. In space... Uh, in space, God, it was, it was really clunky. Uh, it was like <laughs> clunky I enough that you haven't committed it to memory. <laughs> it was, I, I want to say it was just like, it was just W equals more forward throttle. Um, okay. and S brings it off. And then like a and D I want to say, uh, rolled the ship, um, which isn't entirely necessarily what you want but yeah i don't know it, was, it just didn't feel good it didn't work uh, yeah and honestly the shooting didn't it, it, it feels like games well tuned for the xbox controller and is less well tuned for the pc i mean in uh, some ways i think that is reflective of bethesda as a studio right like as they like post fallout 3 you know this is obviously like bethesda is a long-standing pc developer right like they like they're they are an rpg ass rpg developer going back yeah literal decades at this point with folks like Todd Howard and others having been present for eras like Morrowind and Daggerfall and, and things yeah. like that and still present with, with a game like Starfield. But like, if you didn't know that, would you guess was, is Bethesda a console developer or a PC developer first? It's like, well, they're a console developer. And then also they got bought by Xbox. So, like you can understand why things are going to funnel in a, in a certain 
direction ultimately yeah I, I think for me it was just you know after a couple sessions with the pc controls it just felt consistently like all the logic was centered on a on a controller and there was not a real good pc control scheme it was a pc control scheme that was trying to mimic the like logic and layout <laughs> uh-huh. of an xbox controller and it just didn't it just didn't mesh with me like either in the first person or in space just consistently across the board i was like this doesn't feel great uh so i i you know once i jumped on the on the gamepad it was uh, sort of a never look back situation, but your fear that uh, playing it on PC would ruin you. So it's much smoother. It's it's undeniably a smoother game, and I think you would you will notice the degree to which the game looks less great in motion, uh, or like can be a little harder to read in motion uh, on on the Xbox after you played it a bit on the PC. The thing that actually may ruin it more for you <laughs> is that it looks so much better on PC. like it is i can't begin to tell you and i'm not i am not one of those people like i am something watch a digital foundry video Mm -hmm. and the dude will be like they'll put the three the 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 little triptych (laughs) layout and be like just look at what's happening here on the series s i'm like these are all the same picture like this is all like (laughs) like what this is this is all identical i don't i don't i don't really see a ton of this stuff uh, particularly with stuff like you know shadow mapping uh, and the right. way the shadows are implemented, where I'm just like, all of these look like roughly the same shadow. I don't necessarily see what the big difference is. Here, it is so pronounced, and the big part of it is there's a lot of detail pop in on uh on the Xbox. I'm sure okay. you've noticed a bit when you load yep. into an area, yeah, like on New Atlantis. Those gardens and forests in the main city will take a minute to sort of populate. And at first you're like, wow, that looks really rough. Uh, And then it'll slowly come in and look a little bit better. But it never looks nearly as good as it does on PC. On PC, like it, you know, not only does stuff kind of just load in and it looks like Mm -hmm. the image is finished rendering when you're playing it (laughs) but also it just feels like there's more consistent detail across the board there is a lot less of this like oh i guess you're saving some resources over here yeah and that does it does make a difference like when you're when you're wandering around these towns and it can feel very much like when you're on when you're on the Xbox, it's like, OK, like some of the characters still look really like high detail and like really nice. But then I don't know, the world kind of looks really sparse and kind of plasticky and fake. And then on the PC, it looks like and I guess that maybe that's that's the thing I would say. The 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 way to put it for me is that on the PC, the world looks more much more consistent and much more realistic and not in the and hmm. just in the sense of there's more texture to everything there's more convincing like light bouncing off objects and so it just feels like it's a much more consistent world you were in on the xbox there's a lot of moments where it's like okay this is a this this feels very much like a low detail version of the same game i'm playing on the pc and i'm playing on the series x like it it Mm-hmm. kind of does mercilessly highlight uh how big the gulf maybe has gotten uh in the last year or so between the you know 4000 series cards and their AMD equivalents and then what was the top of the Xbox line yeah uh, cuz i didn't feel that gap was as big 
and and they made a decision on the Xbox version to, for whatever reason, they they they, I believe the way Todd Howard put it, because Todd Howard is the only one <laughs> who talks about this game. We don't really like hear from their technical sides of Bethesda, but that they emphasize they went with 4K 30 FPS on on the Series X, and you don't get a choice. There's no performance mode. There's no like, hey, I'm okay. like frame rate doesn't bother me. Even fluctuations, like small fluctuations, aren't gonna bother me at all they don't make me, me nauseous. i'm not really a big frame rate person so like, i w- so so i would have preferred here like hey give me just uncap that bad boy like i understand what you're saying it's not locked it's not 60 it's gonna bounce around i think i would have been i would have preferred question. a chaotic mode <laughs> to, to i mean again it's fine i've played 15 to 20 hours on the xbox and i'm having a, a like broadly a great time but I'm almost like, don't even want to, I feel like there's a temptress off to the side and it's the PC version. It's like, just don't look at it. Just oh, don't look at it. It is a siren. <laughs> but I will, I will say this as well is the thing they're actually protecting loading times mm. because this is game. Like you can imagine a version of this that goes bad where it's like some, some shithead review strap line or something is like loading field or something like that. Because like you are constantly like go through the door load the next scene uh, and it's go not even, space it's, load it's, load the new place you're going to and it's not always consistent like they're like an old like open world video games when they got started it was it was actually rather consistent there's indoor and then there's outdoor you're gonna go in a door to like a place you go in the door it loads that you leave in this game there are shops that you can go into and then there are shops With that doors. have to load a door <laughs> and you're not always Sure. I mean, I don't think this is a big deal, but I, you know, like as this obviously it speaks to the anticipation for the game that people are so fervent over leaks that are occurring with like early copies, whether it's pe- reviewers um, like leaking for clout or folks getting, you know, early physical editions. But um, th- I, like I hadn't discovered this on my own because the game does not really encourage you to do this. But if you land on a planet and try to just walk across it because it's all technically modeled. um, uh, using some of their procedural tech uh, and stuff like that, you'll hit boundary boxes after a long while. Like, you really got to walk. And eventually the game's like, yo, like, the whole planet's here, but, like, not right now. Like, like you can't you can't do this. This game doesn't come with vehicles. I wish it did. I oh, desperately yeah. wish this game. I do not know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just use this to start ranting. But, like, I don't. There is nothing that irritates me more again in a game that i am broadly like i've settled into i think i found a rhythm with it i'm having a good time with it um where you like land on a, a central hub um like a lot a lot of times the way this game works is hey you've got a mission that's taking you to to mars and then you'll land on mars you'll hit on a controller left bumper that brings up kind of a an extra ui element you can scan objects in front of you um and, and importantly, if you just do like a 360, you'll see landmarks. There's like little like question marks and you hit A and you quote scan it and it tells you like it's a structure. It's uh, like nature. Probably it's got some resources you could mine. Um, and you can get a sense of, oh, these are areas that I could then go to. And you could, I guess, get in your ship, land closer to that area and then walk over. Or more likely, it's the game is kind of implying to you, that's 800 kilometers away. Get walking. And that's a long that's like five minutes, and there's nothing. There's really nothing to do along the way. Um, you can mine some stuff, you could scan some stuff, but I would kill for a moon buggy <laughs> that I could just just spawn one in. Let me hit like select or whatever 
whatever those two little windows are. I can never get the Xbox I, controller. Like, like it's things are too far from you, and it feels like it's more for like a sense of scale than a than actual fun, right? Like, it does not feel like it's player friendly. It's more like to try and uh, play into the grandiosity of Starfield as a game because it's ultimately a game that, other than those moments where they're forcing you to like run for five minutes, you're just hitting a fast travel button and just jumping between places, um, which is what I've settled on. Is like realizing in the UI, I can just hit pause once, and right there in that first main screen, it's like, hey, do you want us to just jump you? Like if it, like if you're doing a mission quest, and it's like, hey, you're on Mars, now you got to go to New Atlantis. You just hit pause, hit X, hit A, boom. Like you have loaded into that next area. But um, I have not found compelling reasons other than just wanting to see what's over there. I, I get irritated on the the, tr- the ground traversal, and I wish there was a better way to get from point A to point B. I mean, I think I think your your instincts are right. I think that this is to protect this, the the game's sense of scale. Like we've all played those open world games where. The second you're like, and then you can drive a car around, that world feels like it's the size of a parking lot, you know, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, hop in the Jeep. Brrr, and, you know, literally 12 seconds full throttle, you're on the other side of the map, effectively. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a that is that's death to a to a game that's really getting a lot from from a sense of scale. But there are a lot of moments where I'm like. I don't need to, I don't need to walk this kilometer to this thing. There's there's not a lot to do. And also and also, okay, so the only thing there is to do is like maybe harvest some resources and such. But then you're back to playing the classic Bethesda. Uh oh, you're carrying too much shit and you're playing the you know, you're you're paying the encumbrance task. Uh task. and you can't fast travel when you're encumbered. No. No. Um you have to spend you know, you're leveling up pretty regularly, right? If you're playing, I'd say you're leveling up once an hour, something like that, at least in 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 like the first, you know, 15 levels or so that 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 I'm still in. Um, or you can dump it on, you know, of course, every companion is like the first thing out of their mouth is always like, could I carry that for you? Can I take, can I take, do you need a load off? And it's just like, yeah, man, I understand that you're a backpack. And like, that's a lot of what I you don't, function most. Have you not? So Vasco is increasingly just dragging me for carrying too much stuff. They do make fun of you. Like if you're over encumbered, I think it's I think it's the game trying to remind you like give you can give stuff to your companion. You said you got a lot of good dialogue. (laughs) No, no, no. This this feels like cross the line. Because uh, Vasco was at max capacity for a while and I was like whatever capacity. So Vasco starts being like, Captain, I do not understand your attachment. To these objects. <laughs> Captain, I would remind you that with the ship this loaded down, our progress will be slower. <laughs> oh, so you've loaded up the ship. Okay, so to explain to people, there is a, there's, you can load stuff on the ship, you can load stuff on yourself, and then you can load stuff in companions. And it sounds like what you're saying is, and the, and so your, your base level, I believe when you start the game for your character Maybe it changes a little bit based on character like background. Like 135. And then like every perk point you put into like quote fitness or whatever, you get like an extra 10. This is definitely one of those things where I wish I could just turn it off. Like it does, it does literally nothing for me in the game. Um, but um, the ship has 450. 
you can just fucking dump as long as you're regularly doing the, hey, I'm at a city, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell everything. Um, or they also, I love that they have a, I think it's a button called airlock, um, which is just a different version of trash. But it, on the ship, you can airlock an item, and it makes a little like, whoom, <laughs> like as you're fucking just. Oh wait, I don't think I've seen this. I, this dump. is what I need because I got a bunch of shit where I'm like, do I need to take, need to take this onto a planet and like throw it on the ground? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, on the like, ship. I had this a horrible moment this morning. Like. I had uh, so I like basically a good portion of my play session on uh on uh, like this 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 past weekend was okay. So a few things like the worst possible thing for me that could have happened is that I did a mission and I recovered an absolute ton of pirate contraband. Yeah. And the thing to know about in this game is that first of all, all the estimated value stuff in the game is bullshit. Like you'll see, you'll you'll see a spacesuit. It's like, oh, the value of that spacesuit is like ten thousand credits. Take it to the spacesuit store and see what see what they give you. I'll give you like fifty credits for it. It's like it's it's, it's a terrible exchange. Well, and rate. the and the vendors ne- um don't have a ton to offer, right? Like a like New Atlantis, which is Earth two, and you come off of your starship. And there's a ship, there's a store right around the corner. It's like, whatever you need, we got it. Come trade with us. I have 5,000 credits. And it's like, buddy, that's like two guns. <laughs> well, and not only that, but, um, you know, once you do have some credits, they don't have, a, have any nice gear in those stores. Like, you just, you aren't going to find. It's a loot-based real- economy. Like, the only thing that I can, so yeah. far, you know, in my playthrough, I've. Like maybe buying a nicer ship because I'm not going to get into the ship customization, but I could see myself because the I think ships by virtue of size. I don't know if it's true. It's just size and perks are going to influence how many people are like with you. Like because you can have like in a lot of these open world games, you have a, you know, an, an apartment or a mansion or whatever where they're everyone's hanging out. And you have an equivalent of that here called the lodge related to the constellation group that is the main quest line. Um but then you can also take companions on your ship with you. And I haven't gotten to this part of the game yet. I've not messed with this at all. But like I did, there was a mission activity that was like set up an outpost. And so when I was on the moon, I laid down like some machinery and it said, you made an outpost. I don't know what that outpost is doing, Rob. <laughs> like, okay, so I, I did. <laughs> so, okay. So to I, 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 I say all this too, because you can assign companions to what seems like different ships and also different outposts. Um, and it sounds like you, you've at least messed with this a little bit. Yeah. So th- this all begins, though, because of this fucking contraband. Because I've okay. like, finished this like loot raid and like not even a loot raid. Like it might have been a story mission, but I kill all these pirates. And among the loot I pick up are objects marked contraband. And oh. these are things where it's like. They're illegal. If you go to a planet, every time you go to New Atlantis, your, your ship is searched on the way in. Mm-hmm. If you have a contraband item, it will be detected and they'll arrest you. I don't know yet how smuggling works. There's clearly a way you can change its odds of detecting stuff. I would bet you there's some stuff in ship customization. Uh, you can get like, you know, compartments or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this stuff is incredibly valuable. We're talking about like something that weighs a half kilo and it's valued right now at like 35,000 credits. Oh, shit. That's what I, like, any- I have like five of them. I was going to say, it's like any, you know, the game is as a loot table. So you'll have, you know, your grays, your blues, your purples, um, your goals, and they all goes lepic, you know, epic, legendary, yada, yada. 
But even on the high ends of those, I mean, obviously they're going to scale in credits as you go along. That that is a fraction of what you are talking about here. Like yeah. you might get thirty five thousand from an entire mission in which you're collecting everything. If and I sold all the contraband I've got right now, I would be able to buy the most expensive ship on New Atlantis available. And Hell yeah, fly okay. that around. But I can't figure out where to sell it right now because uh, <laughs> just Rob running a lemonade stand on the on the side of the space road. Contraband, contraband. So, but but anyway, so along the way, like so, I'm 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 schlepping that stuff around. But also, so I was like taking a look at different planets to try to see like if there's anything out there where I can find like, a <laughs> trade federation kiosk where I sell this ship. Anyway, long story short, I end up like just by virtue of doing a lot in the game. I pick up a lot of loot, some of it unintentional uh, later. Like when I finally built a big storage uh, like location, I went to my inventory. It's like I had five right slippers uh, <laughs> that were in my inventory. And I was like, I don't know why that's there, but there it is. But anyway, so I end up on this planet and I'm like massively encumbered and I am like a long way from my ship. And I'm like, I don't want to throw all this shit down. So instead, like there's a lot of resources around here. The scanner shows there's like if you're looking through the scanner, you'll see parts of the planet surface like glow uh, different mm-hmm. colors to indicate what kind of uh, resource harvestable resources there. There's a bunch in the area. So I throw down the outpost and I'm like, well, I've got crazy amounts of resources. So I'm going to be able to, you know, just slap down and slap together a pretty decent outpost right away. No, I don't, because <laughs> the basic buildings all require unbelievable amounts of aluminum iron titanium lead Mm -hmm. sealant a few like basic things i have a ton of resources that are like for higher end stuff that i don't seem to need much of like just piles of like rare metals and such but what i don't have is very much stuff to like build the outpost so i like slap the first outpost building down and it's like all right where's the door there is no door and i'm like (laughs) Do I need to, the plan has atmosphere, but apparently I still need to put an out airlock on the outpost. So I put I'm like, OK, give me the airlock. It's like you don't have sealant for that. You need to go find sealant. So I quick travel to another planet, go into a general store and I'm like, I need all the sealant, aluminum, iron. You have a bunch of stuff. Now I'm even more encumbered. Vasco will not shut the fuck up about Captain. I can carry some of that for you. But it's just all stuff like that. So we go back to the outpost. I build the airlock. I go into my little outpost, like have room. Slap together some things. I'm like, all right, now I need a big chest to put all my shit in, mm-hmm. especially this contraband. So I'm not carrying contraband around. I got. I need. I need. I need a. I need a container for my right uh, flippy floppies. Uh, I need. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, give me a big chest. It's like you don't have enough material for that. <laughs> I was like, all right, give me a small chest. I put like three pieces of contraband in it. All right, that's full. There's no more room in that. (laughs) So long story short, I end up sidetracked badly into trying to establish a functional outpost. And I do get there eventually. Uh, You know, I end up, you know, doing an entire resource run on that same plan. I opened a second outpost. (laughs) to start mining the other stuff that I don't have enough of oh, uh, because funny. this is the thing you'll be you'll be wandering around you're like I have picked up so many chunks of iron and aluminum like surely I have tons of that stuff no 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 each nugget you pick up equals one buildings you are building can easily consume like 20 
Okay. Um, so it, it doesn't scale very well. So this is where the outposts become valuable. The main outpost I set up, uh, I recruited your boss at the start of the game. I recruited Lynn, who was mm-hmm. the mining, the mining boss. Yeah. I put her in charge of the outpost. I don't know what the difference is for having someone like that running it, but. Well, they have uh, attributes like you'll, so you'll run into characters that are like named, like part right. of, part of a, a quest line. And oftentimes at the end, the quest line being over, we're like, hey, I'm not going to see you the rest of the game other than like wherever that character goes to rest somewhere. You'll see in the upper right hand corner, like good at mining, like or good at ballistics or like good at ship handling. And you can recruit a number of them, like much a much larger party of people than like you norm like in like Skyrim and fall. Like you pick a companion like and then they're just with you for long stretches of time. And you do have that. There is a companion that can come along, but you can dismiss them. You can uh, keep them with you and they can also assign them to a ship. And it sounds like also an outpost. Right. But like so she has outpost management three, which is like a very strong rating for that. I don't mm-hmm. know what that translates to in, in terms of like what's that mean for the outpost. But either way, she's there now. So when I go, I see her working at the little desk area I built. I see her cooking at the little cooking station I built. Uh, but. The other thing I, I put down there was I put extractors down on those little like shaded in fields that show where the resources are. So now uh, 24-7, there's like a tin extractor and there's a uh, like alkalines uh, extractor on this planet. And then you need to build storage containers that are then attached. Like you draw a little line between the between the storage container and the and the extractor. And now that is steadily filling up with those materials. And these are meaningful amounts. Like, so you, I came back after a couple days and that extractor has been running and running and running and it generated like 25 iron. Not like, uh, not, not, not a crazy amount, right? Like that's going to allow me to Mm -hmm. build one thing, but it was done. And I just showed up and I'm like, Oh great. There's like 25 iron there and getting 25 iron wandering on a planet might be like an hour. Yeah. Uh, so it does become a, a time saver that way. <laughs> but you can like you start to like you can see how this gets you a little bit down the rabbit hole because on the same planet you can buy first of all you buy, you build a you build a landing pad for your ship so your ship can can land there. Uh, so you'll have like easy access to to the ship, but then you can also build a cargo transfer station. That if you have like multiple outposts on the same planet, because, you know, they have different resources distributed around the around the planet, uh, you will be able to have common storage across the outposts. Oh, on the planet, wow. Simulating sort of that you can have your ship zip between the two positions right. and ferry stuff around. So now, you know, your two outposts are effectively talking to each other and pooling resources in one place. And you can just now really start to build up faster, right? So, like, uh, you know, my main outpost has Lynn there. Uh, there is, I haven't, it hasn't been attacked. Uh, so, so far, maybe I was just being paranoid, but I did deploy uh, a series of, like, defensive turrets around the outpost. Mm. Uh, Lynn is in there with, uh, you know, a, a gun rack and uh, extra armor and such. But, so I, I did I did go into the like I am going to start building out an outpost uh, economy because this whole schlepping stuff around and yeah 
harvesting resources is getting really old. It hasn't really solved the problem, though, because building these things up is so resource hungry that you do still feel like, well, I just need to grab every piece of shit that I can find and bring it back to my outpost to, to build stuff. If you're doing um, the outpost stuff, like, so I haven't messed with the outpost, but there are other upgrade trees for for weapon upgrades, for crafting upgrades for, like, food, health items, and things like that. And one thing I didn't re- realize until, like, my last long play session uh, was the, like, you can track items, right? So it's like, hey, uh, I want this upgrade. Like, you click X, and it's like, we're going to track it so that when you say, come across a random... Like, you're going to do the thing that everyone does in one of these games for the first couple hours. You're picking up literally everything because like, well, I'll just get it and then I'll sell it. I'm not you don't naturally come along, come across vendors often enough to just be and the vendors don't have infinite money. No, to be hoovering up everything. And so you have to start f- like figuring out what is worth taking. Never taking a gray gun. You got to be a, bl- a blue or above to get to have a slot Even in there, my bag. probably not worth it. Right, right, To be right. quite honest. Sometimes you're just doing that at the, like, you know that you're at the end of a mission and you're going to leave anyway. And it's like, fine, I'll just grab a bunch of garbage and uh, I'll I'll try and flip it. Um, but, you know, like uh, certain types of uh, crafting things that you want to find, like, they'll then show up in the UI, like with little magnifying glass. So, like, you'll open up a chest and it's like, I don't need, there's 10 things. It's like, well, I only need this one because it's marked. And then I know that I can proceed with that upgrade later. And as a, as a small aside, I, I should make clear, uh, I sent you a video of it, but like the complaint we had, which is, it's this is, I think, very odd that this is not on by default, but we were complaining in this, in the first diary that uh, your your companion characters seem to just put on their suit and take it off, like naturally, the way you would expect the game to work. Whereas when like we were wandering around with our like fancy suit on far more often because like, am I really going to go into the menu and then take it off just so I can see the, my 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 girl in her cowboy hat? Now, yes, sometimes I was doing that. But then there is, on like I think, left bumper and you have to do it in both the helmet menu and the suit menu separately uh, that the game will like just take care of the the clothing switch automatically, which is just a yeah utterly bizarre um uh that i had to find like because you know there's like nine things of ui at the bottom right hand corner of the screen i'm not necessarily reading all of them um but i'm glad i read that one because it does now i'm actually thinking about what my character looks like as opposed to before where i was like i don't know they just they just wander around permanently in a space suit don't look at me weird stop it they love their space suit yeah, I uh, that that stuff. There's there's a lot of stuff like that. Like I still think, by the way, you mentioned the whole this is a fast travel game, and it is to to the point where I think this is maybe where the uh, No Man's Sky comparison ends up really going against Starfield. No Man's Sky is like you're in space, you're traveling around space. I am going into menus and being like, just take me here as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, just, mm-hmm. just put me just fast travel, hit X, brr, you're here. I do not feel at all. I don't feel like my spaceship goes anywhere. Like it might get pulled into a space combat sequence, but I'm not traveling between the stars. That's not, no. what, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just opening menus and being like, take me here, take yes. me there. And yes. that is it. And like that's not a deal breaker. I think it's a perfectly fine game within those constraints. And it, it, it still does feel like it's a pretty big universe with lots of cool stuff. And by the way, like I'm not kidding. There is some really cool stuff there. I stumbled across the space station, the, the Arba, the Arbalast or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck is the name space station? Who cares? I'll, I'll dock with it. 
It's zero gravity. It's really ritzy. I go through the like air, airlock hallway and I come into this like Bioshock looking ass building. And it's overrun with pirates. It is a zero G casino that has been like raided. <laughs> And I end up having my first zero G fight in the game with these pirates in this uh, this derelict casino. Uh, it's like <laughs> a little bit like Overlook Hotel vibes as well uh, as we are just like shooting it out. It's it's really cool. It's a it's, it's a cool sequence that was just kind of the, like in the game uh, where you sort of you stumble across this casino and the the story behind it. Uh, and, and so there are there are neat things you are finding out there in the world. But I think part of like this game's appeal is that it leans so hard into this, we're in space, space, we love space. And there's parts of that are really great, like the sound ships make taking mm-hmm. off from planets, like the the roar of the engines going overhead. It's really evocative. It's really cool. And so it does feel a little bit like a, like a, like, like a trick got missed when I never really fly anywhere. I just say, like, zip me over here, please. That's all, like... It is just fast travel posts. I, I, I wish there were more instances where the like the quest design had me. There was like a reason to be, get in my ship, leave and like go to a place really nearby. Like, I don't feel that much of a personal relationship with the ship as a result. Like, you're yep. right. It is always better to fast travel unless you want like unless you are going for that kind of role play feel. But even there, like the ship doesn't leave like you don't like in real time, like go like uh, launch from the launch pad and then head into space. There's a scene change and it's yeah. fine. Like I like it's fine that there's a scene change. It's a big ass game, but it is little things like that where I might be more inclined to like if I could just get in the ship and steer it out into orbit, maybe I'd be it, it is one of those things where I, that's where the scale I think is working against it to some degree where if it was a smaller set of systems and planets where I was getting in the ship and reasonably I could get to my next destination in a couple of minutes and would feel very cool to do so. Like there's never, or at least I have not come through an instance. A lot of this is what you're describing where you'll jump into some place and maybe an event crisscrosses with you, right? Like you see a named uh, uh, ship. You, I had someone come through that like, gave me a quest line I could go investigate while I was like heading somewhere. So like you have these moments that occur on the ship, but again, I am, I am always really just, and it makes me feel better. Cause I feel like you're more like, I'm inclined to do the fast travel stuff anyway. Cause I'm just doing the efficiency stuff when I'm playing a lot of, a lot of games. The fact that it's also not grabbing you as well makes me feel better that it's not just how I play these games. Typically it's also that the kind of atmospherics of having the ship, just aren't right like aren't inclining me to, to, to stay in them if you go to everspace too right like everspace you probably want to fast travel between a lot of points of interest for sure but it was very easy to be like turn on the super drive and we're start going fractions of the speed of light and zip through space and go to this place and then you would have the sense like the game supports that I am hurtling through vast distances of space. You see that planet that was over like a distant side of the star star system a minute ago. It is now approaching at a shocking rate of speed, like out your wind, sh- wind window and like flashing past Starfield doesn't do that. I wish the grav drive was real time is kind yes. of what I like. Uh, that is. Yes. 
Ultimately, I, that's I, what this is. I wish there was a Star Wars equivalent of light speed um, with this grav drive, which is how they get around the, the limitations of the speed of light, where um, I go into my mission menu, I mark it, and then I come back out. And I point my ship at it, right? I'm like pointing it at the mission marker, and it's like initiate grab grab drive, and then, and then like it takes me in. The world appears in front of me, and and even here, where like even if we even if we assume like there was something like that that made it like had you in that ship as part of that, well, ultimately like you're getting to the you get to the ship, you hit a, you hit, you know what I mean? Like you're still getting to another set of fast travel markers to take yeah. you down. It's not as though. Like, I don't know what happens. Can you just point the ship at the planet and then approach it? Like, what actually occurs if you just I get, you know, <laughs> just, I need to, just I book just it. sit there on the on the afterburner and see what happens if I just like point like try. But the to, game's not encouraging you to do it, right? Like, it is not like no. may, maybe something occurs where like you hit a boundary box and it's like, hey, like pick a destination, Bucko. But it's not something where you're uh, you can just well, like land on the planet somewhere random. Um, and the only reason, so the only reason you go to a planet first. Is because you have to scan it before you can choose the landing place. Right, you got to like right. go to the planet, scan it from orbit. Again, a thing you're just going to do via your in like your character menu. So it's not like you're fly around the planet or use your planet scanner. Like it, that's not it. You just go into the menu and you hit left shoulder button and boop, planet is scanned. Now you have a relief map of of where the resources are, and now you can pick a landing zone. Once you've done that, though. You will always have the option to just go to that planet in the star chart, pick a landing zone and like mash the like land here button. And now, even if you're across the galaxy, you will be fast traveled to that landing spot on that distant planet. And it will you'll have no sense of time passing. You'll just be like, I'm here now. And, you know, what what can I do? And. That's really it's kind of frictionless and maybe it was all a smart decision about like keeping scope reasonable and keeping the players from ruining it for themselves. But like it does create this sense of. I don't feel like I really go many places in this game like I go mm-hmm. I change different biomes like the the sunlight color changes the weather the weather changes some of the planets are really foreboding. But it doesn't feel like I'm traveling through space anywhere and my spaceship is not like my flying home and my shelter through this universe. Like it is basically a cab. Like the spaceship is not that different from the mass transit system that you find on new Atlantis uh, <laughs> at, the, at the first. That's kind of how it feels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I will say uh, w- one thing that I noted in the, in the first diary was like, I was waiting to get into the rhythm, which is like, how do I start finding the missions that take me off into weird corners? And part of what I did I think I'd mentioned this in the diary. I was like, I think I'm just going to start mainlining the main quest and trust that more of that stuff is going to open itself up. And like, that is 100% what has happened is like, I just started doing the constellation group stuff and you start bouncing into other people, going to other places. I, have you been arrested? I reloaded when I got arrested. So I didn't actually go through the interrogation thing. You should, there's a, uh, there's a whole faction quest. But for for like hell yeah going through like like so this so what happened to me was um I now in some ways this is an indictment of the fiddly menus but in other ways it's this is delightful for this how to, for it to happen 
I was, <laughs> I was dumping my shit off. <laughs> like, here's a bunch of pirate guns at the New Atlantis ship shop or like whatever's like right around the corner. And I'd exhausted all the credits to the point where the game was like, hey, you're not getting the full amount of money. I was like, I don't fucking care. Just have her, I'll take the 50. I don't care. Just have her take it. And as I exited the menu, my fingers are just wop, wop, wop. And I just happened to grab like, some tchotchke that was just like on marked, the desk. Marked steel. Yeah. Marked steel. And I, like, I think the game's like, the character noticed that. Security has been alerted. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just sold yep. like 7,000 worth of shit. Like, you really think I wanted to steal this little ducky this or whatever it was here? on a ride or two. <laughs> yes. And like, I'm, I'm thinking about reloading. And I was like, you know what? I want to see... I want to see what happens. I like see like we like cops show up and I'm like, can I just pay my fine? They're like, no, you can't come to jail. I'm like, okay, let's go to jail. Um, and then there is a whole. Um, I think that's just a, a mission discovery yes. thing. Yes, because I, I do know this. When you get busted for contraband, they're like, uh, prepare, stand by, prepare to be boarded. And then the guys like, actually, hold on. Okay, follow us. New orders so, just came through. Right. So I think they're, that's one of the hooks in the game is like at some point the character is going to do something that has them engage with law enforcement and that and that unlocks. And you get hooked up with the CIA type shit. That is, yeah, yeah, they want you to yeah. go after the – well, I won't say what exactly it is. I'll leave that to, for folks to discover. But I think that speaks to the shit I was waiting for. It's like when is like something weird and unexpected going to happen that takes me down like a strange rabbit hole and like – They've got me doing cool stuff. Like, again, I don't want to be like super specific. Like, they're giving me contraband so I can go undercover. And it's like, oh, this is this oh, is yeah, the, this is the good stuff. And it's like, it's like I've I'm talking to shady folks. I'm ingesting a weird item that gets my persuasion up 20% for the next two minutes so that I can, you know, lie my way through a sequence successfully. And like that is for me, that is when these games are at their strongest. Like, I'm glad the combat is adequate. At best, you know, I don't know that I'd call it good. The guns feel fine, but you're not coming here for this. Like, that's just something you do every once in a while. And it's better than it's been before. And that's good. But this game was going to live and die on its quest design. And I still don't know ultimately where I come down in that. Like, yeah. is this like for as big as the game is? Is it going to have enough to keep me interested for the long haul? I don't know. But I now across three different like, you know, it divides up all the missions, you know, according like main, like factions, like <laughs> ones that are just there to be XP farms uh, and things like that. Um, I've got a bunch of different things that I'm going like going down and I'm invested in a couple of them in a way that I have been waiting desperately for the game to present to me. And so I I feel it like the game has got its hooks in me. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um I, it's hard to make a grand sweeping conclusion on it because I actually don't know how good it is. I know I'm enjoying my time with it, but it's it's unclear to me how it all comes together because that just requires it's, way more time. Well, and also I think we we've talked about this before. Games of this nature have a really weird feeling that makes them hard to assess because, like, by their nature, they tend to want to have a pretty consistent like waveform of fun that you're having, mm -hmm. but that does mean like there aren't a lot of peaks and they've worked very hard to keep there from being valleys. And so there's a lot of like, yeah, this ain't bad. This is pleasant. And there's a lot of pleasant in this game. Yes. Uh, but there's very few moments where you're like, 
holy shit, that was incredible. Uh, the game is not really built to to have big big moments like that, and and I you know. The game kind of maybe does want to have those moments. There's there's a lot of moments where the music swells and it's like you've really got the constellation spirit there, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. Uh, as far as I can tell, you guys are basically like the AV club of space, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I'm so horny for Amelia Earhart. Oh, nobody understands space like we do. And like you know, it, it wants to have those big inspiring moments, but for the most part. Like for me, the coolest thing that's happened actually, and I, and I will say this: this is this is better than I expected. Some of the stuff where it's like these are not main story missions; they're just things you find. I found a abandoned oil rig, effectively that had been overrun with monsters, mm-hmm. and it was surprisingly involved. Like like it was just a thing I saw on the horizon. Go there, get onto it, and it is you know, bunch of dead mining workers and such and like weird, creepy, uh, like squid spiders all Ooh, over, all over ew. the deck. level one, very easy, but you find this log. That's like, I'm the only one who made it out and I can hear people pounding to be let out, but I just can't go back in there. <laughs> well, that's and just so, catnip, Rob. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I'm just like loading up the shotguns, the automatics. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll go in there. And this was optional. This was not, I did not have to do this. What followed is about 45 minutes of like room to room combat against the fucking like things from screamers effectively. Like it, like, or, or weird, like weird, creepy squid monsters. Yeah. yeah. And they were, uh, surprisingly nimble. <laughs> they would leap into places where you're like, I don't know how you got up there and I don't know what you're going to do when you come down. Uh, but they were, some of them were really hardy and it was like, a lot of climbing this really huge oil rig, fighting these things all the way through. Um, and the combat was pretty decent, especially. Well, it sounds like it's asking the verticality, right? Like that is, I think the game is at its weakest combat wise when you're, and this does happen a lot. where like, you're in hallways, you're in a spaceship, you're in a mining cave, and there's not much reason to to do anything other than like, (laughs) like, Stand there and wait for like people to poke their heads out. You know, there's not a lot of uh, dynamism to the like AI. It's sort of like they're there no. and then they poke their head out and you shoot them in the head. So, and and it, at least it's for, the player gets more options when they have a reason to go vertical. And it sounds like in this instance, you had enemies going vertical and you were going vertical, and that like brought out the best of what like they're trying to build with the game. Well, and also the monsters, because, again, they, there wasn't a lot to them, too. They did, you know, when the chips are down, they kind of rush you. But the thing about the human characters is, yeah, they will just sort of stop and pop, and you can just sort of plink them, uh, plink them to death. Uh, but the enemies that kind of rush you, they do force you into, like, maybe you have a few, like, hand cannon type things. I have this, like, I have this, frankly, disgusting double-barreled shotgun <laughs> that, uh, you know, for, like, six or seven levels, it has still been, like, the showstopper it is like just (laughs) press it to somebody and like let both go they're done or if they're not done they're crawling down on the ground i'm just like pulling the pistol and like putting one in the back of the head i will Uh, say i have enjoyed the um you'll get these moments where you're clearing out a camp and 
there's like one person left and you'll hear them go like, oh shit, this ain't worth it, man. This ain't worth it. And they'll just sprint and try and leave. And I tracked one for like three minutes. Like he got just far enough away. I'd try and line up a shot and I would, I just could, I just couldn't land it. And eventually he got kind of caught on some geometry and like I managed to get him like Well, sometimes those folks go and get help though. Oh, like you okay. gotta kill him because I had one like go taking off running and then like 30 seconds later, eight dudes came pouring in from the hallway they'd escaped through uh, <laughs> to to come deal with me. But uh, yeah, but like the monsters kind of rush you. Now it's like, okay, you're perfectly adequate, uh, you know, mach- like assault rifle with the reflex sight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to do the damage to bring these guys down as they get in your face. So you need to you need to do something else to deal with them. Uh, so for me, it was like I'm throwing mines down, creating like a ring of fire to try to keep the squids <laughs> at bay. It was really cool. And again, totally optional. It had nothing to do right. with, with right. anything in the game. Uh, so that was that was pretty neat. Um, so like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of there. Like it is, it's engaging. Uh, it's fun. I've 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 enjoyed some of the little side quests I've gone on, and I've enjoyed some of the main quests um, or main quest adjacent stuff, like the tree man. Uh, <laughs> I will. How see did his you quest handle through. the evil? How did you handle the evil scientist uh, who doesn't want to help you unless you go hack the mast uh, servers? Um, I roll, I, I, I got lucky on a, on a, uh, a high risk persuasion chance and managed to convince him to just help me. I didn't even get a persuasion option. It was like, you can either do his bidding and go hack the servers so that he gets a promotion from, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the government. Or you can do what I did. I had a silenced pistol and I was like, I'm curious how murder and stealth works. <laughs> so I just wait until the cops leave the area. And then I just like unloaded a clip in his back and grabbed the quest item and <gasps> walked. And uh, that was that. I, I uh, this, uh, Related to that, maybe this is a good a good place to, to close out this conversation was I've, I told you this privately, but I I I play games often in front of my children and they're usually not paying attention. And, and then if they're paying attention when the games are particularly violent, I will like, how much are we actually paying attention here? Um, depending on, and that'll kind of determine if I'm going to turn it on or off. Um, and so like one time recently I was playing final fantasy 16, you know, a game that you think should be, it's like magic and swords and fancy. Yeah, but they also say fuck like every like 30 seconds in that game in a way that like my daughter was arguing that uh, money should go into the swear jar because I was playing the game that was swearing. And in our house, my child doesn't swear. Me and my wife do. And so we have to put like a quarter in the swear jar. And so she was like, and I was like, I'm turning this game off. I am not being subjected to the swear jar because of Final Fantasy 16's like edgelord uh localization um anyway i'm playing starfield a game that has shooting but it's not like altogether violent like i don't mind the kids seeing guns and some virtual goons get get mowed down but i was doing a quest i forget which one um and the lady was kind of sassy to me i think it was a a woman for the trade authority on new atlantis and my my daughter's like like so you just like shoot people in this game i was like yeah like you can kind of shoot like the game, like this is the kind of game where like you have a lot of choice of where you want to do. You can be nice to people. You can be mean to people. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess in theory you could, I guess you she's like, you could just shoot that lady like right now. And I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah, I get like, that. That's technically within like the spectrum. Within, and she's like, I want to see what happens. I'm like, why? She's like, she's not being nice to you. It's like she's like, take her out, and she took her hand. And she went, boom, boom, like at the TV. And I'm like, I was <laughs> like, wait, you know is this still is this Jessica still? Yeah, yeah, she just turned. So, uh, so on the one hand, swear jar. On the other hand, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> And so I was like, man, all right, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I want to see what the game does. And so like, I <laughs> pulled out a shotgun and just, what's up, train authority? Like, bam! And like, you know, b- body pinned against the wall, <laughs> blood everywhere. And the um, the security comes in. They mow me down. And I reload in. I was like, Jessica, so that's why you're probably not supposed to do stuff. Like, you can do things like that. But the game is going to be harder to to to, to finish that. Which is like... And her response was, I think you should have just shot the other people better. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, toxic gamer behavior from my child. But also just witnessing her, like, look at a game that is the type of game where, like, hey, you you can do it as you said, right? Like, my (laughs) Jessica's inelegant version of that is boom, boom. Like just just take them out, and yours is, is waiting for the cops to look away, pulling out a silencer, and just shooting this dweeb who won't give you some tree data so you can finish this increasingly absurd quest line regarding this tree. But I'm committed to see it through because that's the like that those we and I don't even want to like explain some of the weirdness of the of the quest. Like that's the stuff I live for is just this. Ah, uh, some writer got to go just do be very weird. For a month and write this quest line and like that's what I want out of out of these games. So um, uh, we'll see. Maybe you know, Rob, you and I have talked about trying to find a structure for ongoing game talk that can be can sometimes feel alienating to an audience that wants to hear like what's new. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe we'll just keep checking in with Starfield as as you and I keep yeah. uh, playing with it um, in the weeks to come. But. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it, and we'll we'll send all y'all back to the back to the real podcast. Woo!